재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Now we usually reserve odd expressions, uh, idioms and sayings for a Monday with Pardon My English but today we thought it was too good an opportunity to miss to talk about well, some very weird and wonderful expressions and proverbs that actually mean something completely different to uh, what we think That's right, first up we got children should be seen but not heard Now actually I got a story of this just oh, yesterday. Okay, tell me, tell me the story. We decided to go out to have some lunch. Okay, fair enough. And uh, in 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 the in the emptiness of the department store, yes, you could hear everything quite clearly. Okay, and when there's less less people, it echoes. Correct. Sure. And there was this one child who decided to scream in the top of his lungs, and it would pierce everybody's ears. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, it actually hurt. Like, I would I would leave it be, but it kind of hurt in my ears. And it kept on going. And I, and I peeked over to the side. And the parents weren't really doing anything, just kind of smiling at the kids. And I was oh. like, oh my goodness. This is when I realized children should be seen but not heard. Yes, well, that is, you know, what we think of it as. This common proverb used to tell children to behave well and, you know, keep them be cute, quiet. Cute to look at. Yes, not to hear, especially in the presence of adults. It's the same way that we talk about indoor voices and outdoor voices. Uh, but not many people know that the original form of this proverb was a maid should be seen and not heard. Oh, wow. So it was actually about young women meant to be kept really? quiet. Look at that. Yes, and it may have been used in the old days when only men were the ones who were supposed to do the talking. Now, to better understand this, we have to look at the uh, at the word maid and how it was used in the old days and how it was spelt, in fact. It used to be M-A-Y-D-E. Um, so even even though now we call a woman who's not married, most likely a, a young woman, a maiden, it is said that uh, maid, the M-A-Y-D-E, actually had a broader meaning in the past. It referred to both women and and children. Did it. And actually, interestingly enough, some people say that maid uh, also used to refer to uh, celibate men as well, men who chose not to get married or who did not get married. Look at that. So, in fact, it's not the children who were meant to be quiet. It was it was all the women and the children and the celibate men. Look at that. That's quite interesting. It is. It's not very uh, welcoming either, is it? No, maybe we should rethink <laughs> our use of this one. Sure. Let's take a look at another one. Blood is thicker than water. Now, we used to imply that family ties are more important than anything else. Even though we get into fights, we still say, you know, blood is thicker than water. I yeah. will be loyal and things like that. Today, we often use this proverb to remind one another that, you know, through thick and thin, we will stand to each other, uh, stand next to each other, uh, more than temporary relationship with friends and of that nature. But this is actually not at all what the phrase originally meant in the beginning. So the original version of the phrase was actually the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb, which means the bond between comrades is actually stronger. Than your family allegiance. Okay, so, so in fact, the, the entire opposite. Yeah, of the it's vice versa. Uh, back in the past, the word blood was uh, taken quite literally and was referring to you know blood that was shed by shoulder, uh, soldiers on the battlefield. You know, uh, blood is thicker than water was also used in reference to blood covenants. You know, those blood packs that people uh, sometimes do. Uh, people used to make by sharing their blood of an animal or even cutting a one another. You know, mixing their blood together. And once the covenant was made, it bonded them 
them for life and meant that they were committed to each other more than they were to committed uh, to their husbands and wives or their own brothers. Well, it's how we get the phrase blood brothers. Ah, uh, yes, right. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, where, where, where people would, would, you know, they would cut their palm and uh-huh, they would uh-huh. shake hands and uh, the mingling of that blood meant the covenant was sealed and... Sure. Uh, They were brothers for life. Mm-hmm. Some odd expressions, and certainly when we look back at their origins, it really does make you think twice about how you've been using them all this time. And the same goes for curiosity killed the cat. Now, we, we have this proverb. It is often used to describe or to, well, to give a warning to those who are too curious about other people's business. Mm-hmm. However, the original form of curiosity killed the cat was, in fact, care. killed the cat what yeah but not necessarily care in the way that you're thinking not like looking after the cat will kill it (laughs) too much but care meaning worry or sorrow so supposedly it means that uh, worrying too much about something uh, uh, may actually harm you or stewing about things can lead to an early death Mm. um the thing was the meaning of care started to get uh, misinterpreted as something close to inquisitiveness and eventually there were authors like uh, o henry uh, who were using the modern proverb that puts curiosity on the de- cat's death certificate so it's not actually curiosity it's all about the care the worry i guess i could see that transition you know yeah. sometimes care goes into cari- curiosity you wonder uh, and you stress about it even more uh, yes Whatever way, just relax. But let's be frank, anxiety killed the cat. Sure, absolutely. Here's a very last one. Carpe diem. It's actually an original a Latin phrase, which is often translated as, you know, seize the day. Do anything you want. Today is yours. And it's used to kind of cheer people up uh, or urge someone to, take, to make the most of their present time instead of worrying again about the future Uh, that curiosity, that anxiety. However, the phrase uh, we think we know so well was actually uh, much longer. It was carpe diem, quam minimum, credula prostero, uh, which means seize the day, trusting as little as possible in the future. Well, of course, we don't know what's going to happen just a day later. Thus, the actual phrase does not encourage us to kind of ignore the future, but rather advises us to do as much as we can now for the future. So don't procrastinate. We don't know what's going to happen. You know, you think, oh, I'll do my homework tomorrow. But we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. What if something else happens and you can do your homework? Then you're just left with, you know, tardiness of the homework. Exactly. Now, the question is, where did you hear this so, first? Right. The proverb uh, became quite popular uh, from the movie The Dead Poets Society, and it kind of encourages people to grab opportunities and live life to the fullest, with the original meaning being completely forgotten. So what you're saying is it's Robin Williams' fault. Yes. Uh, it's thanks to Robin Williams. That we, misuse, that we misuse, that we misuse Carpe Diem. I have to say that, that, you know, this film was very popular when I was growing up in it. And I, I saw the rise of the expression Carpe Diem. I don't know whether kids today, when they're using it, know this origin. But certainly I'd recommend going back and watching Robin Williams in Dead Poet Society. It's a fantastic, it's an inspiring film. Mm-hmm. I always get mixed up with that and Good Will Hunting. Very different films. Yes. Very, very different films. <laughs> In any case, let's seize the day, but be careful that anxiety doesn't kill us like it did the cat. And uh, I don't know, Bajaj, do you want to prove that blood is thicker than water? No, I think I'm okay. But it's good to know that it's actually the vice versa that was the original meaning. Uh, yes, well, there we go. Lots of different expressions for you. Uh, certainly all weird and wonderful. It's the end of part three. We'll leave you with Bob Dylan. Like a rolling stone.